Welcome to the Key and Mang audio experience where you're here from two up-and-coming therapists looking to enhance the lives of listeners by addressing health, wealth, lifestyle, and overall growth. Tune in to hear the latest lessons learned on the Key and Mang audio experience. This episode is brought to you by Varela Financial, the experts in student loan repayment solutions. Not sure what to do with your student loans? That's how we felt before scheduling the free call with Varela Financial, where they helped us create plans based on our lifestyle and goals. For more information, check them out at www.varelafinancial.com or click the link in the description to schedule your free call today. Welcome back to this episode of the Kia Mang Audio Experience. I'm your host, Mang. As always, I'm my fellow co-host, Key. Key, what's good? What's up, Mang? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I missed my mic. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be back. It'll be back. It'll be back. Uh, but on this episode, we have a multi-business owner who originally had no plans of becoming a business owner, but made a good choice, it sounds like, looking back on it. Uh, she opened her clinic, Orthopelvic PT, right before the pandemic, but was able to weather the storm and provide high levels of value for her patients and other pelvic health physical therapists through her business. Um, Dr. Kelly Alhui. Kelly, how are you? Good, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Um, super appreciative for just, you know, coming on today and hopefully going to give you guys some good pearls to take away uh, and help grow your wealth. I, I, I appreciate it. We're looking forward to it. Um, started off, what led you to pursue entrepreneurship? Because it sounds like from what we understand, it wasn't your first choice. Yeah, so I worked at an outpatient orthopedic clinic uh, for about eight years doing pelvic health and orthopedic. And I practiced in five different states trying to find my happiness. Like I just was moving around thinking, hey, if I move a different state, things are going to get better. And it was the same issue, the same problems, the same mill PT practices that I kept running into. And it wasn't until I went to California where I worked for someone that was doing cash-based pra- uh, practice. And I was like, oh, like I only have to see one patient an hour? Like this is shocking. And I started doing that thinking, wow, this is really cool. And then my husband's dad got sick and we're, he's from Virginia. So we had to move back to Virginia uh, to help him out. And because of that move, it's something I didn't wanna do. And it was a very painful move for me, but it was something that actually uh, led me into starting my own business. I didn't want to start my own business. Most of us that come out of PT school don't really want to start our own businesses because we've all, always seen our crazy bosses be so, so stressed out. There's no way I would want to do that, right? Like most of us say that to ourselves. And I started to realize it's actually the only way of a bad situation that I was put in and the fact of having to move from California to Virginia. Like, where can I find my happiness? I think most of my time is spent uh, in a fair amount of pain and trying to use that pain to propel myself to find happiness in whatever situation that I'm put in. And that's, besides me trying to find happiness, I said, you know, like, I'm gonna try to start a business. I think I'm gonna try to start a business. And what really actually forced me, like I was forced into this, was my health. I was working at this outpatient. So now I'm back at this outpatient orthopedic place that a doctor owns and it was horrible. I was seeing like 14 patients, couldn't focus on pelvic health and I, my health was going and they were on me so much for documentation. And I hate that. I just wanted to focus on the patient and my health was really draining and I couldn't even, it took me like an hour to get out of bed. So at that point I said, screw it. I'm just going to quit. 
And I said, I don't care if I have to live in a tent. Mind you guys, I came out with um, $200,000 in student loan debt, okay, of school. Uh, I was eight years in at that point. I still had $130,000 student loan debt. And mind you, I was paying like $2,000 a month on this thing because I had 9% interest loans because I went to school when the um, housing market collapsed. Okay, so crazy, okay, crazy. It's not like I wasn't not paying. And before then I worked four jobs because I was just trying to pay these student loans anyways. Um, but it really was my health that just drove me to quit. And I said, I'm, I'm gonna live in a tent and I'm okay with that because I just wanna get my health back. And that was the breaking point of where I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna do this. I don't care whatever it takes, I'm just gonna do it. And then literally I quit day later or two days later COVID hits zero patients on my schedule z literally zero patients on my schedule and i don't have a job and i got student loan debt and oh and by the way we just bought this like little house like a very small house our first ever purchase because we've never been able to afford it after and my husband's a pt too we've never been able to afford it um for eight years until then so uh yeah we were screwed and i used that pain to say, watch me. And that was, that's, you know, that's, that's the, the start of it. So after you quit, how did you go about starting your business? Like what were your next steps in the middle of the pandemic? Yeah. So the then pandemic? if you guys remember, no one wanted to see each other or touch each other. Okay. So then how was this do PT on someone that no one wants to see or touch? So then I was like thinking, and I want all you guys that are listening right now, think about where does your population hang out? So I'm like, where do my people hang out? Well, remember I do pelvic health and orthopedic, but I can really treat anyone. So I'm like, well, people are still working out, right? They weren't going to the gyms, but they're gonna work out outside. So then I went to trailheads, like running trailheads around here. And again, I'm new to this area. I don't know this area. So I had to go search them. And I stood on these trailheads with people running by and I just started yelling at people. I didn't have a shirt. I didn't have a company. I didn't have a logo. I had no booth. I had nothing. I was a, like, I literally was a homeless person. I felt like standing on the side of a trailhead. <clears throat> and this was the lowest moment, guys. If you can do this, like, it's epic because you really feel you are a doctor standing on the side of the road begging people to say hello to you. And I'm like, okay. And I just started yelling at them like, hey, hey, um, can I collect some of that running right there? Can you come in this parking lot? That's right here. There's a parking lot, like right by this trailhead. And I use the lines of the parking lot to actually do movement assessments and would analyze their gait from like one line to the next and like have them do jumping drills. And I mean, I have them do all these drills. And from there, I just started offering them, hey, can you just, you want to come on my table? It's in the back of my car, but do you want to come on my table? And by the way, can I come to your house for free? Um, I'll just come over and start treating you. Is that cool? And they're like, yeah, okay, crazy lady. Um, and I just started treating for free. I just needed eyeballs and I just needed people to start um, feeling comfortable with me. And all I asked for in return, if you treat for free, ask for a review or a referral from a friend. And once I started getting these runners better, they started referring me other runners. Okay. And mind you, this trail was like 45 minutes away from my house, by the way. Um, it's called the DW Trail, I want to say. I, I don't even know the name of it, but I think that's what it is. It's here. It goes to DC from Northern Virginia and people ride it. It's a big trail. So um, that's how I got started. And that's how I started getting referrals. Like that was it. 
is that your typical personality, like putting yourself out there like that? Or did you like, because everything was at rock bottom, almost like you had to do it, you had to step out of your comfort zone? Yeah, I had to. So it's um interesting story that I really don't talk too much about. I actually had my right ear ripped off when I was three years old. Make a long story short, I had a learning disability, a speech impediment, um, and I couldn't read or write. Still not good at, at it this, to this day, okay? But I had to learn how to use my strengths, which I just like people. I'm, I'm just lucky I like people. And I like to do like a lot of sports. So I like sports and, I'm, and I like to talk to people. So I decided to, instead of diving into my weaknesses of trying to learn how to read better, trying to learn how to write better, that's just not my jam. So I leave that alone, hire people to do that. Instead, I like people, I like hanging out. So my personality does lean to that. However, I sucked at talking. I stuttered, I couldn't talk, I couldn't do anything because I had such a speech delay because I couldn't hear. So I've trained myself over the years to learn how to actually use one of my gifts, which is I like to speak to people, but I wasn't good at it. And I started to learn how to communicate better. And that overall has been able to bring me out of my shell because I used to be very shy, a very shy person. Um, but then I started to, like I said, communicate and that has actually been super helpful. And I think a big asset of why I've been able to just go up to people because I've worked on it. It was the skill. I didn't come with that skill. I had to really, really work at it. So after you were treating people for free and for referrals, how did you start to um, like actually make a profit from your business? And how did you transition from like doing that in a parking lot to having your own space? Yeah, so basically I started treating people for free. I started getting referrals from those people. Then what I would do is go to these Facebook groups. It's very important. Go to these Facebook groups, mommy Facebook groups, they're huge. Or even if you're not like pelvic health, go to um, local Facebook groups. It says like your county, go to those groups and look in there and basically see what do people want? What do they want? Like just start watching. Are they asking for um, skincare? Are they asking for the certain hairstylist? Are they asking for the certain neurologist? What are they looking for? Then you start messaging those people. Like anyone that comments, you do not say, hi, I'm Kelly and I'm orthopelvic and follow me. Do not do that. Say, go in there and look at what people want. Start messaging those people. Hey, I saw that you work with this hairstylist. What did you really love about this hairstylist? Would love to know. Again, I'm just trying to be friends with everyone. That's how you have to look at marketing. You're not trying to get a sale. You're just trying to be friends with everyone. That's it, that's all it is. So the more that you can communicate and have these private conversations with people, the more you're gonna actually connect. So that was the first strategy that I used. I went to a local Facebook group online and started collaborating and connecting with them. Once I did that, people started to get to know me in the community because remember, no one knew me, okay? Because I moved from California, no one had a clue who I was. So then I started going to local meetups, like local um, business owner meetups, started connecting with those people. Those people would then cross refer and say, hey, I know this pelvic health PT, go see her. After that, then I would um, do in libraries, I would do events for free because a library, they don't charge you. So they would have this event space and I would just do leakage presentations and how I'd promote about it is in these Facebook groups and say, hey, look, I'm gonna do a presentation on leakage, come to the library. People, um, what I did is uh, go around to all the different doctor's offices. This is also another, doctor's offices are a long play 
But I would went, go around and make presentations to all these doctor's offices. And I know most people have a hard time getting into doctor's offices. I get that. But I don't know. I was just able to just act like they, the front desk lady was my friend, just having a casual conversation with her. And I was like, hey, I would just love to get to know your doctor so I can put them on the top of my referral list. And I had zero patients, okay? But I was like, I'm, you know, I have so many patients. We can collaborate. They don't know. And then they just started letting me in their office. So they let me in and I would, I was different. I didn't bring a PowerPoint. I, I think that's the thing, be unique. They'll let you in. I didn't bring a PowerPoint. I wasn't boring. I would bring like products like these wands or dilators. And they're like, what the heck is this? And I'm like, feel this, feel this. I'm like what? I'm trying to eat, like leave me alone lady. But I'm like, no, feel this. And they're just like, okay, crazy lady, I have to pay attention to you because you're like all up in my face. <laughs> so I'll pay attention. And then they would just start referring to me. Like it was literally it. So within one month, I was able to quit my job and replace my income within one month during the start of the pandemic. It was crazy. Wow. Okay. So then as you start to gain more patience, start to get to know more people, the business starts getting more successful. As you see that success coming in, was it hard to not venture off into other avenues that you were interested in? Or was it easy for you to stay focused and continue to pour in the business as you saw more success? Yeah. So I think one of my strengths that I could say that has honestly given me success is focus. And I have ADHD, but it's the it's weird because I can hyper focus on things rather than like unfocused and be all over the place, right? So all these different things that people would say, oh my God, it's not going to make you a great entrepreneur. All those things, and I'm, like my learning disability, speech, ADHD, all those things people would say is a strike against you is actually my superpower. It is actually the thing that has caused me enough pain at the beginning that I had to learn how to overcome certain things even when I was very young. And those things have now been able to keep me very focused. So out of most people that I hang around with, I, I would say I'm, I am the number one most focused person. And because of that, it has brought me lot, lots of success because I'm able to just stick with one thing, focus, one mentor. I'm not going out and reading all these other different books. I'm not going to, um, you know, doing all this other stuff, like all these flashy objects coming at you. I know the goal, I see the vision, and I just know I gotta hit that target. And I hit that target, and once I hit the target, then I move on. But um, I think just staying focused is massively key for you. Like if you want to build a practice, then all eyes should be on, how do I get the people that are my market to actually come into my clinic? And if not, like if you wanna build online, that's cool too, then how do you get the people online to come into your world and just be obsessed with it? And when you're obsessed with it, it will only start to come. It could take a little bit of time, depending on how bad your pain is. The pain will push you, not pleasure. The pain will push you. Um, and if you can really poke at that pain a little bit more and make it more painful for you so that you're more uncomfortable, the faster you will grow and accelerate. You spoke of sticking to one mentor. Mm -hmm. um, how did you go about finding your mentor? And how has that impacted So. Okay, that's a great question. So I found my mentor online because I kind of like to do kind of like a little bougie stuff and dress up sometimes, even though most of my videos I'm not dressed up in. So 
I know it's weird, but in person, I do like to dress up. And I saw that they had this live event and they dressed up. And I was like, who, like I saw somebody on Facebook. I was like, who is this guy? Oh, his name's Greg. Okay, cool. So Greg, wow, who is, okay. He's sitting on his couch, just yelling at the computer screen to do something. I'm like, okay, cool. So I clicked on him and he came up and I'm just like, this guy has my energy. I'm going to hire him. And I bought into a $99 program for him. And then he offered a $3,000 program a month later after that, when that one month was done. And my husband and I almost literally like, he almost killed me because I was like, no, I'm going to invest. And my husband's like, hell no, you're not doing that. We don't have enough money because we didn't have enough money. Um, and I was like, no, I'm going to give this guy my money. And he was like, no, he's a scam. Like my, my husband literally thought Greg Todd was a scam and was like, no, he's a, he's a con artist. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, I'm doing it. So I did it. We got in the most massive fight ever. Like he stormed out of the house, everything like it was bad. And, um, and the rest is history. So now he just says, do whatever you want. So, yep. That's awesome. That is awesome. What is, what would you say you've been, now that you're looking back on it, what would you say you've learned the most, like one or two things you've learned the most after being a business owner, whether it's from Greg, whether it's from just your experience? Yeah, I would say that the number one thing is hire. Hire sooner rather than later because hiring can help move your mission forward and create a mission for everyone else that works for you. Like their mission has to fit inside your mission. This is why the vision has to be so big. And so when you hire, you can just accelerate the vision so much faster. So I think that's huge. Um, and number two, take risk. It's okay. I think so many people are so fearful of failure. Fail failure is the best thing that can possibly happen to you. You want failure because you take it and you learn it. When I launched my second company, um, PelviBiz, which is for pelvic health business owners, I am, I'm a business coach for them. No one bought, not one single person bought. And so then I had to go back to the drawing board quickly, analyze that and figure out how am I going to target the people that actually want this? Because I know there was a need for it. And I did that. And now it's a good company. Like, so, you know, you got to, don't be afraid of failure. You want failure because failure is going to teach you many lessons that you're going to need to learn to be able to continue to grow in business. So I think those are the two big things. I have two questions. When you say hire, do you mean hire people to do what you're doing or more so hire people that know how to do the things that you aren't good at so that you can focus on what you need to do to grow the business? Yeah, the, the second one, really. So if I knew my strength is um, talking or speaking, which sometimes people don't know yet, but really at first you are going to be doing all the things. I mean, you really are because you don't have money to hire. But then the second that you get a little bit of profit, the best thing and the best investment you can ever make is not in a rental property, not in some stock market, is back into yourself or back into your business. So you're going to take that money and you're going to say, okay, what person, like what task, number one, I would lay out the task, all the tasks of the business, lay it all out, write it all out. Then what you need to do is put your name out to the side if you wanna do that task. If you don't wanna do that task, label it as question mark. That question mark is gonna be someone that you're gonna hire. So then you need to create a job post based on the task that you don't wanna do, or that you think that you're maybe not as good at and someone else can be better at. So then I take those tasks, put in a job post, put that out there. 
and hire someone for a very specific role so that when they come in, it's very clear on what they need to be doing so that we can even accelerate the business more. So that's what I mean by that is hiring, hiring on, on all aspects, but really starting with what you don't want to do, start hiring for that, and then start to say, okay, wow, I really met this person and she'd be great at this. Then build the business around the person and put them in. And then really the owner should actually only be the person that's doing the visionary stuff is the thinking part. Like I haven't treated patients in two years because it just, it doesn't serve anyone. If I treat patients, that means orthopelvic isn't growing. My team knows that because I then am treating one-on-one -on -one and that's just not, my time is, um, not that it's not worth it, but it's just, I have other things I have to do to make the business. I have to keep imagining what is the next steps and be five steps ahead when it comes to business. And so if I'm training a patient, I can't do that. So everything slows down. So you really just want to be the person that's thinking and, and moving the mission forward always. And everything else should be, I think, hired out. Yeah, that makes sense. You focus on like the visionary aspect so that you can mm -hmm. continue to grow. And then my second question would be, um, when it comes to, when it came to starting Pelvi, Pelvi, how do you say it? Pelvi, Pelvi Biz. Pelvi Biz. Was it easier for you to get that up and running now that you had success with orthopelvic? It's a great question. So orthopelvic is a brick and mortar. Pelvi Biz is more just strictly online, <clears throat> different population. And the fact that I'm targeting pelvic health practitioners rather than actual patients. And no one knew me. Um, so was it easier? I don't know. It's a great, that's a really great question. It's, I think in similar ways, it was just as hard. Like it was so hard to launch because they, no one just knew what Pelvibiz Pelvi was. It wasn't even a brand. Um, so it's, it takes just some, and the same amount of effort to start any business as it does. But once it starts and once you actually just get that first sale, then it starts to get a little easier because then there's proof. And then you also prove to yourself, okay, this is possible. People actually want this. So to launch any business, I would say, no matter online, in person, it's a lot of energy and a lot of effort. But, but let me also state this. I think this is important. Once you have two companies going, people think, oh my gosh, you must be so busy. Yes, you're busy, but you're not nearly as busy <clears throat> or as tired as I was when I first started orthopelvic. Because I learned how to actually manage my time through people. And you, again, I'm just spending time thinking. So I'm not actually physically exhausted like I was when I started orthopelvic. So don't be afraid of growth. That's what I'm trying to say, so, because most people are afraid of growth. Go ahead. Sorry. I love it. Okay. I like it. Yeah, you're good. You're good. So now, <laughs> how how has your health changed now compared to when you first started? Because I think you mentioned earlier, like it was hard to get out of bed <laughs> and it was it was miserable. And now, how do you prioritize your health now that you have a little more time? Yeah. So my health has always been a struggle. That's why my mission is to help pelvic health therapists be healthy and make money while doing it. Um, because it took me an hour to get out of bed when I work for someone else. And I still had that same struggle, to be honest, when I first started uh, orthopelvic because I was working crazy amount of hours. It is the hustle phase at first. I'm not going to lie. It is hustle, hustle. But then when you start to hire, you get out of the hustle phase and you start to get your time back. 
when you start to get your time back, then that's when my health actually started to improve because I had actually time for myself. Um, and then throughout the years, like even just this past year, it's always been a battle. Like I had a major staph infection on my face for over a year. We don't know how I got it spreading everywhere. And, um, I was just battling that. Finally, it is clearing up. And, um, you know, throughout growing two businesses, I'm still battling my health, but I can honestly say I'm able now to sleep a lot better. I'm able, I don't feel exhausted getting up <clears throat> when you work for yourself. I don't have a schedule. So I get up at eight o'clock. That's when I get up. I used to get up at like six o'clock cause I had to be at work at seven. So that's the beauty of if you're not feeling well and you have your own business, you can create your own schedule. You know, and you can take care of yourself. So now my morning routine is I get up, don't touch the phone, go downstairs, drink some water, sit outside of my balcony, get some fresh air and just sit there and breathe and think. And that's my morning routine. <clears throat> and then I'll go for a walk. Um, and that's how I take care of myself because I got a lot of autoimmune hormone issues. So if you go like too heavy on the weightlifting or like, you know, a lot of running and stuff like that just wears you out. So this is not the phase that I'm in. I wish I was there, but just doesn't work. So you got to learn, um, you know, what works for you, what, what helps nourish your body. Self-awareness is key. Self-awareness is key. Yep. But sure. Kelly, we just wanted to say thank you for coming on the pod and we really appreciate the conversation. Can you shout out, plug all your links or all your businesses and we'll put them in the show notes as well. Yeah. Thank you so much guys for having me. I really appreciate it. So, um, pelvic biz is www.pelvichealthbusiness.com. You can find me at, at pelvic biz on Instagram and then orthopelvic is www.orthopelvic.com. And you can find us at orthopelvic PT on Instagram. Perfect. All right. So you have no excuse if you're dealing with any kind of pain or discomfort and you're in the Virginia area or online, go, online. Follow yep. Kelly. go, fo go find Kelly. Cause she's a, she's a good follow on Instagram. So <laughs> thanks guys. Thank you so much. Of course. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the key and Mang audio experience. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the key and Mang audio experience. Make sure to subscribe, give us a five star rating and review, and we'll catch you in the next episode.